Welcome to your weekly Social Jack Influence Factory. Introducing your coaches, Dean Delisle, Kate Hassett, and Jackson Delisle. Hey, hey, hey. Boo. <laughs> oh my gosh. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> You guys have no idea how it is looking on a screen with this mask on. So yeah, I bet it's ridiculous. I'm taking it off. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, that has to... Oh my gosh, you guys have no idea. I'm like looking through this tiny hole and trying to determine where my screen is at. Funny. Oh, well, that's a first. Oh, yeah. Kate, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, uh, so anyway, I'm just uh, there's Jackson, who's the Green Arrow. I'm guessing, right? Yep. And Kate, do you have a do you have an, a, a character name for yours, or is it just Kate the Cat? Kate the Cat. Yeah, I like that. Content marketing kitty cat. That's <gasps> what I'm gonna go with. Content kitty cat Kate. Yeah, that's a lot of words. Yeah, is it? And it's all C's. Oh, that's Perfect. cool. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, anyway, you know, we'd love to have fun here. So we see a lot of people logging in. So welcome, everybody. And don't forget, welcome to another episode of the Influence Factory. We have an amazing guest today. It's like the, I'm going to call her like the keeper of the influencers. Can't wait to have her on. So uh, Brianna Jacobs, who runs uh, all the social media strategy summits, higher ed, and a bunch of other cool uh, shows across the country. So definitely a person to know and to get to know. So, uh, Kate, if people want to connect to us on social, what is the protocol? So we're on all social media, Facebook, Snapchat, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, at Social Jack, on Twitter, at Get Social Jack. And our lovely content writer, Jen, is on Twitter right now, um, following the hashtag Influence Factory to answer your questions. So if you engage on Twitter with us, you'll win a prize. So check it out, Get Social Jack. Yeah, who's going to win this week? I'm trying to figure out who's going to win. I know. So uh, with that being said, Jackson, if people want to catch us uh, after the show, what are the digital channels that they can listen in on? Uh, If you'd like to check out the webcast podcast after the show, you can watch the recording uh, and see all our costumes on uh, on youtube is uh, and then if you would like to listen to it let's say you're driving somewhere but everyone's busy these days so just uh you can go to itunes google play uh stitchers spreaker soundcloud and just type in social jack influence factory it should be right there Woohoo! awesome 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 uh so uh, again welcome everybody remember tune in and take notes you're always going to learn something new and especially with Brianna, she's such a connector. Um, you know, we've played with her now for about six or seven years, I think. And um, still, I'll say this publicly again, that Social Media Strategy Summit is, is one of our best shows uh, that we go to in the social media space. So it's super cool. Hey, Jim, you're on a few minutes late. You missed our missed my costume, Kate and Jackson. Jackson's partially uh, now showing his true identity and He's the arrow. (laughs) So there you go. So happy Halloween to everybody. And uh, as you're joining us, so it was pretty funny, though, trying to see the screen. I couldn't find my mouse and I've got all these controls and I'm like looking through my mask. So 
So it's like these tiny eyeballs. So anyway. Halloween problems. Yes, Halloween first world problems. All right. Don't forget to ask questions in the toolbar. So what is your Halloween costume this year? Or if you don't have one, what do you wish it was? What's your Halloween costume mm. this year? So Kate, are you going to any more parties? Last weekend there was parties because it's right in the middle of the week. And then yeah. this weekend there's there's parties. I know you dressed up with Maddox, right? Yeah, well, Maddox was a hot dog, a Chicago dog with no ketchup. Um, and then my cat, I need to find a picture of him. My cat was a hamburger. Oh, that's um, so that was really cute. That's Clark the hamburger. But I have another costume. I'm going to go out tonight and I'm going to be a gold digger. So I have like Ooh. a sparkly gold costume and a big shovel. So Catherine, Jim, Roger, everybody that's on with us today, type in what is your Halloween costume this year or what do you wish it was? Or what was your best one ever? That's a good, that's a good one too. Jen says she's going as a Starbucks caramel frappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> Jim's going to be Batman. Uh, and then uh, Jen's, oh, today she's a cat. Thanks to Kate. A cat too. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where she got that idea. I don't know. <laughs> Miriam says she doesn't have a costume and she doesn't like children. Uh, oh no, she doesn't like Halloween. <laughs> yeah, you very much misread that. Yes, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Miriam doesn't like children. Let's just announce that. <laughs> right. And no, she 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 doesn't have a problem with children, everyone. She loves children. <laughs> right. Sorry about that, Miriam. It was just my speed reading always gets me in trouble. Ask the gang here. So too funny. Oh, and Roger is the best ever Jolly Green Giant. Oh, that is a yeah. good one. I, I, I went as uh, Rocky. I, I had a black right. eye and uh, I went, you know, did oh, that good. for one of the parties. And then I, I, I always do the Green Arrow. I, I, you know, spent a lot of time putting all that together because I is a homemade costume. So Cool. All right. Uh, all right. Cool. So listen, Social Jack members, remember you all can be members of Social Jack. And right now for a limited time, if you go there and you click on socialjack.com and you say log in to be a member, uh, you don't, uh, you can just take a tour. Uh, there's a lot of things available. There's like at least 150 different classes there. Uh, go ahead and take a tour and sample some of those classes. And mm -hmm. some of the forms are up there too. Uh, so super cool stuff. So please take advantage of that while we have it open. It's so funny because we have the interns all going through the academy right now and all of our social media department. And they're like, wow, I can't believe all of this is in the academy. So make sure you're taking advantage of it. Tons of stuff in there. Yeah, please, please, please. And we constantly upload. So many of you know, we just finished our Chicago sold out workshop, the influencer development program, mm -hmm. and we uploaded all the worksheets. So now you can be an influencer with all those same materials. So please don't miss out on that. So super, super cool stuff. Um, also discount codes and write down the discount code SJ50. Social Jack, just SJ, the initials, five zero. And I'll tell you what that's for in a minute. Okay, so Kate, did we have a good time at this workshop or what? Oh my gosh, yeah. we had we graduated. I think we were supposed to only have 50 and we got to 60. We had to, the room was just wedged. Like if you guys were on our Facebook page, Jackson barely had enough room for the camera crew to squeeze in. It was like the craziest but funnest time. So hopefully, if you guys want to be on the waiting list for next year, just go to socialjackinfluencer.com put me on the 2019 uh, workshop waiting list and go there and uh, 
you'll be on the waiting list or tell your friends about it. So thank you very much. Also, very special. Kate, you want to talk about this one? This one's coming up tomorrow. Yeah, Laura Stees, um, absolutely just an influencer, this woman's business owner, CPA, and she is so talented, um, so passionate about helping specifically women business owners. She's mentored me a few times, and she's just so fantastic, and she's hosting a webinar. It's completely free. She's going to give you lots of tips and tricks to breaking through your personal barriers as a woman um, business leader, not even an owner, just right. a, you know, a boss lady. She's going to give you all of her tips and tricks. Plus, just for coming, you'll receive her free ebook. So, really good opportunity. And man, this lady knows a lot. So, make sure you check it out. Yeah. It's womenbusinessownersunite.com. Yeah. And people rarely get to get her live. So, this is a unique opportunity for you to ask her questions. She's coached and mentored women for decades. And so, 20 I years. That, yeah. Yeah. So, this is a huge opportunity to, to, and she's collaborative. So, she's, got this great community that you're automatically part of and you, you mm -hmm. just get connected and she'll refer you to anybody. I've never seen, uh, she, she's an amazing person. So please Absolutely. make sure you jump in on that. So uh, also <clears throat> write down salesjack.net. You guys are the first to know about this. Um, if you use SJ50, it's our complete social selling workshop that is all online. So it's the full one that uh, you know, all the clients take, we go to workshops, we do this all over the world. This is one we're launching, uh, part of the one we're launching in Asia, we're launching a piece of this. You can take it anywhere in the world and SJ50 gets you half off. So I think with the early bird, uh, it's only $97 for all four classes and it starts December 6th. Do I have that right, Jackson? I think it's December 6th. So but jump in now and then we're going to have uh, some other cool things that we give you. The team is actually going to personally review your LinkedIn profile. So how, mm -hmm. how cool is that? All right, Jackson, we've got some news today, don't we? Yes, we do. It is the state of social video in 2018. Uh, here we go. Yeah, yes. so, yeah, so tell us a little bit about this, and I have a question for you, because I was reading through this a little bit. Well, I mean, so this is a this is a really cool article to show the growth of social video in 2018. We always talk about it. We always talk about, you know, make sure you're using video. Social video is, you know, growing. And even when uh, we had George uh, B. Thomas on the show, yep. uh, he, he, he was super big into that, and he was telling us all about it. And we continue to see it grow throughout 2018. If you look, starting in January, it was just, you know, getting there. And now it's everywhere. So every company is basically doing video. And the ones that aren't are almost getting penalized on social media, like almost getting hurt because, you know, there's so much great video content out there. So I, uh, I, I took a couple screenshots of the graphic and, you know, here are probably the, you know, top few uh, aspects of it that I thought were the most important. So starting off with the social media ROI, video is, uh, is receiving a 63% ROI. Yeah, so you, you know, whereas photos and graphic, photos and graphics are only getting 56%. So, so actually I, they're, they're not too far off though. So that's they, interesting. They're not, but yeah, yeah that, that extra, you know, what, what is it? Uh, whatever that is. Don't, don't uh, hurt yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Sorry. It's, 
uh, yeah, that that extra little bit is going to you know help reach your audience, you know. And uh, statistics show that you know saying the word video or watch this video or things like that pertaining mm-hmm. to video in an email subject headline, yeah, that's or true. even a subhead, you're gonna get you know twice as many open right. rates and click rates, and it just it, it boosts it because everyone wants to just watch it instead of reading it you know it's it's yeah, amazing. yeah. It, it's crazy yeah. the way it works but yeah it's it's awesome and yeah and the other the other thing i yeah the other thing i like here is uh kate you see where it says 74 percent of markers have posted um at least two videos on instagram yeah Oh my God. Instagram is so big for video. Um, it's interesting that we, when we really launched influence factory with this new format at the beginning of, or right before 2018, we saw, we were in, in interviewing influencers who were saying video was going to be the next big thing. And it's really just blown up. Um, Instagram's so big for video. LinkedIn has really been pushing it. And so that's helped a lot of people. I just think, I think video has transformed LinkedIn. Um, it's just really made it more of an engaging network where people are, you know, ready to share their insights and their experience. Um, One of the most important things I think is that the top video challenges that you have up on the screen right now are that it's too time consuming, it's too complicated and it's out of their budget. This, this is all you need to make a video. It doesn't have to be anything super produced. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. It's supposed to be authentic and you. Um, I would say another challenge I think facing a lot of marketers is that they're scared to do video. And I think that um, a good tip that we have is to tag somebody in your social media video that you think will play back with you. Part of that social teaming and building your network. If I'm gonna post a video, I'm gonna tag Dean and say, what do you think? Leave me your comments because I know he'll play back. So if you're looking to break into video, I think that's a really great way to do so. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Jackson, for that very cool article. Real quick, um, a lot of people are saying, uh, put me on a waiting list, put me on a waiting list. So I'm going to let you choose that on the screen right now, and then we're going to get ready to bring our guest on. Real quick, the influencer event marketing. So we're going to bring Brianna Jacobs on. But one of the things I want to empower you to do is whether you're an attendee at an event or whether you are uh, holding an event, make sure that you have an inventory. Um, We're giving you uh, access to a checklist here uh, for yourself, but make sure you inventory everybody and check them out uh, on social media as far ahead as you can. So the minute you see speakers listed, Go engage with those speakers. The minute you see, uh, you know, sponsors listed, go engage with the sponsors. The minute you hear other people are going, follow that hashtag and connect. I'm telling you, you will get more business out of that, more referrals, more connections. And especially those of you looking for more speaker opportunities, uh, just get ready to rock and roll. So if you go to eventinfluencerprogram.com slash toolkit, uh, you can download that entire checklist and everything like that. All right. So, Kate, we have a guest coming on now. Who is this? Yeah, Brianna Jacobs from SMSS, or she's from GSMI, GM, right? Yes. One of those. And, um, <laughs> but we met her, I met her at SMSS. She is absolutely fantastic. I follow her on social and I love her like guerrilla marketing tactics of how she finds speakers. Um, and I think that there's a lot of ways we can apply, apply that into our own networks. So we're really excited to have her. 
come on down, Brianna Jacobs. <laughs> right. So she studied and worked in Spain. I found out she was an English teacher. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I know she's uh, she's uh, my California yes. connection too. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> and I always see you traveling. I mean, Mike, it was just a, a nugget. I mean, I I watched you this year, and I was like, what? She's you know, she's in Vietnam. She's here. She's there. She's like, tell me about that. So, um, yeah. I mean, I I've just always I've really prioritized at least the last the last couple of years. I mean, I studied abroad in Spain too, but I try to get somewhere um every year but also just locally too i try to get to the national parks and stuff like that those are on my list too but yeah no i've been really lucky um to be able to go somewhere pretty cool each year i try to step out of outside of my comfort zone especially with southeast asia that was um kind of a trip but yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's, it's a lot of fun i'm yeah i'm very lucky to be able to do it but i try to go somewhere each year so what's your uh what's your favorite place oh gosh um I'd say recently, Ecuador was really cool. I did that last year um, and we went to the Amazon, which was, I can't even tell you the kinds of bugs that I saw there, but- um, like big ones, was, real big ones? Right. Yes, yeah. Like, tran I mean, tarantulas. Like, I don't feel like a tarantula in real life though. They're like, they're kind of cute. I mean, they're like <laughs> little fuzzy guys. <laughs> um, but that was cool. I mean, I got eaten alive in the Amazon, but it was very cool to see just the wildlife and um you know just how they they live there and everyone was super nice and did some biking and hiking and stuff there so that was really fun so that's kind of the top of my list i want to explore more more of um south america in general but that was a fun recent trip so yeah, fun um <clears throat> so i was trying to calculate uh last night and you might even know this so you know it feels like you've been doing events longer but that's because i've known you for almost a hundred percent of the seven years uh, <laughs> So, um, so how many events, well, I would say how many, yeah. So how many total events, that's probably easier, but then mm -hmm. how many participants have you served? Oh gosh. Well, I know, I remember celebrating my 30th event with GSMI. I think that was, um, like the end of 2016. Mm -hmm. So probably, I mean, 40 plus events total. I mean, that's so I mean, social media strategy summit, but I've done events in design and right. development and, and all of that as well. So, um, yeah, at least 40, but I mean, for social media, it's, it's easily thousands, I think yeah. probably six or 7,000 plus people have, have come through our events over the number of years that we've been doing it. So that's been, so yeah. just so you know, I calculated over 10,000 attendees. Oh, really? <laughs> They're Sorry. my math skills. Thanks, Dean. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, think about that. Think of the knowledge that you have. <laughs> yeah, maybe that sounds a little bit more. It's because this is our next year is our ninth year doing the social wow. media strategy summit. So that would that would actually make more sense here. Your ten thousand. And for those of you, and for those of you that haven't gone, I know you're going to go when it comes to your area this year or sooner. Um, and Kate, you experienced this. It's the only um, social media summit that I know of that is so collaborative. Like you could, all of a sudden, you're sitting down and you're with a person from Disney or you're with a person from Google. And I've never had that feeling before. Like everybody gets to know everybody. Did you get that, Kate? 
Yeah, absolutely. Even the, um, I taught the influencer marketing workshop and even in my class, we had people of different levels that were attending and people that were just breaking into influencer marketing, people that had been doing it for a while. So even my workshop was so collaborative. It was just, it was a very awesome experience. Um, like no conference I've ever been to. So, so Brianna, how did you guys come up with the idea that you're going to keep it manageable and then get it collaborative or was it magic? <laughs> I'll go with the magic, keep it mysterious. No. Um, well, that's, um, I mean, and we are, we're, you know, we can, we're continuing to try to grow the conference, but I mean, you're, you're right. I don't ever want to lose that um, kind of that community feel. And I think it obviously depends on the type of event experience that you're looking for. Like I know there are a lot of, um, marketing conferences where just you know for a lot of the attendees and and vendors and stuff it just is about that exposure and so if you're looking you know for an event of 2000 people that can be um you know beneficial event to attend but yeah i, I don't i don't really ever want to get past i think i mean who knows what the exact number is but past you know four or five hundred people i think it just yeah it tends to lose that um it tends intimacy to feel. yeah but i mean and, and we the way that we program it too. I mean, with those workshops, Kate, the one that you did on, on influencer marketing and Dean's done a ton of um, workshops for us over the years as well. But that's kind of a way, kind of creating the event experiences to make sure that we can keep that that community feel. And the, the workshops are, you know, we tend to max those out at, at 40 or, or 50 people just mm -hmm. so that people have that opportunity to, to really meet each other. And because um, being, you know, I'm kind of an, an introvert. And so I think that way, you know, what is, how can we create, make it easy for people to meet each other and, um, you know, see the same faces throughout the conference and really also just meet the speakers too. Like, I don't want, I never want the speakers to be at a distance on the stage. Like I want them to be, you know, interacting with the attendees and networking with everyone too. And just also, you know, having that same attendee experience as well. So Mm. Yeah. And you, before it. you started doing events, you had a different career. So <laughs> you were a teacher. We kind of talked I about was, this a little yeah. bit. So how did you kind of make that transition or what was, what, what posed you to make that transition? Yeah. I mean, I, so after I graduated from Santa Barbara, I went, cause I had studied abroad a year in Spain. Um, and then I went back to teach English over there. Uh, and so when I got back, I mean, just to be honest, that was, I had my, um, my TEFL certification. And so it, it made a lot of sense um, just to, to get a, a teaching job and see, you know, sort of what, where that took me. Mm -hmm. um, and so I found that the ESL uh, teaching job, but I had already sort of had an itch to get into to marketing. Um, and so that's where GSMI came in and actually started as a marketing internship. Um, cool. uh, and so, and then it just sort of morphed into me. They were looking for, happened to be looking for an event producer. And so it, you know, it was kind of marketing plus, plus events, but that's how I, I got that started. So it's, um, I wouldn't say I ever, I ever planned to be, be a yeah. teacher, but it was definitely a good experience. And I think, you know, seeing that, that side of education too, I think is, um, kind of helped inform, um, you know, the way that I think about events and, and conferences too. Um, but yeah, I think we were, when we were chatting earlier, just the respect that you have for teachers too, after having that experience. And, um, yeah, my sister's a fifth grade teacher. So I'm like, yes. yeah, I, I admire her every day for that. Props to all the patient teachers yeah. in the world. <laughs> yeah. Dean's one of them. He teaches me a lot. Yeah. So. <laughs>
Yeah. Well, and I, it's because both my parents were teachers. So that's just, you know, I had a fifth grade teacher and a high school teacher. I got away with yeah. nothing. So they <laughs> <laughs> okay. know all the tricks, I'm sure. I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> awesome. Um, one thing you guys do a lot that I, I think is so smart and we do, a, we do a little bit of it here is the, the free virtual events. So yes. you're collecting influencers and you're building networks and you have all these different conferences built up and, and you do such a great job of talking about different things like the the healthcare and education right what did the one in new york covered like healthcare education or were those two separate ones higher education focused higher ed. yeah higher ed okay so you so you separate all these different and you're looking for influencers that fit in these niches but one thing that i really want to talk about is the free virtual events cuz you put on a few of those a year and mm -hmm. they're just free to everybody right yeah um, yeah, and that's <laughs> giving partial credit for to you guys. You guys helped me organize those, which is awesome. But I, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just I'm trying to show our focus on education and you know understanding that it's not always within people's you know budget or just the ability to to travel to some of our events. And so um, just expanding those those offerings and keeping the focus on. Um, education and just having access to those those thought leaders that work for the, those brands and just seeing, you know, I like to think of it as a behind behind the scenes look at how some of these practitioners are, um, you know, working on their their pro projects. But it is, yeah, you know, it's the, the education piece, the case study piece, it's always kind of been the, the focus of our um, event and building the community too. I mean, that's um, how virtual events has, have really served us well um to and giving them access to those speakers so that's why we always do the live q a you know we never pre-record mm -hmm. any of those those events because we like the attendees to feel like they can really interact with the the speakers and ask them questions and um just creating that open uh live dialogue has has been a lot of fun yeah and i like um i like the variety too because we have uh, panels which means for every session you have four influencers right that are mm -hmm. that are given their opinion their viewpoint things like that and then um and then you have keynotes and so it's a nice variety and mix of, of mixing mm -hmm. that up so yeah well it's I, I love bringing together especially on a panel um practitioners from just totally different industries because i right. like i like hearing those different opinions and just how different industries are approaching you know social and, and content and that's a big thing at our events too is um how these different influencers can bring you know fresh ideas and have people think a little bit differently about what they're doing within their own industry as well, well in that last one we had over a thousand registered and i couldn't believe remember the engagement i think you were moderating and we're or maybe it was ryan and we're flying trying to get questions in and i'm like <laughs> yeah. finally we just had to do this big google doc of all the questions yeah it was like, i know which is awesome so, so when you're looking for influencers and panelists for all of these events, I see you on Twitter. I follow you on social media and I see you tweeting people. <laughs> like, I see you, I see you. Um, yeah, I see you. I see you tweeting people like, as you know, SMS Summit, hashtag coming soon. Do you want to be a speaker? So I see you going to all the lengths to get people. And I think that that's so smart. Um, what kind of process do you use for like vetting speakers? Do you just go by followers or do you go more by like referrals or engagement or what kind of things are you looking for? Yeah, I mean, I, I it's like it's a few different approaches. I mean, a, a big thing for me, um, just speaking of, you know, connecting and, and you know, being an influencer in that regard is just really counting on my this 
the community of speakers that I've built, I mean, I get so many great connections from speakers that I've worked with over the years. And so they connect me with a lot of, um, a lot of great uh, marketers that are working on really great, uh, really great stuff. But I, I tend to, um, send, you know, find, um, just in, you know, you read, you know, read the news and stuff like that. And you see the really cool campaigns. And sometimes I'll, I'll try to find the marketers or the agencies that are behind that work and, and, um, uh, uh, try to get them a little bit more, a little bit more about what they're doing. So it's kind of a little bit, kind of a little bit background finding the work and the work and the behind it, but just, um, and, and feedback from our attendees too, you know, hearing about the brands that they want to, they want to work with. And then, um, yeah, searching a lot through um, Twitter. LinkedIn is a huge resource for me um, in finding finding people. But just you know, learning more about their work, I think that speaks uh, the most for people. You know, influencers that I'm I'm looking for is is really um, yeah, looking to their their work. I think that that says a lot about um, their you know them being an, an influencer. But yeah, it's and it's always me. I like to reach out personally too. So that's why. You know, you'll see me on on LinkedIn or or Twitter. Um, you know, just making sure that they know it's you know I'm the face behind the the conference and making that that personal connection too. But um, yeah, it's just reading a lot about people online and and seeing the work that they're doing and kind of um, going from there and, and reaching out. But it's it's sort of you know building the web of meeting one person and they introduce me to someone else. I mean, Dean introduces me to a ton of people and I never I never take that for granted. Um, you know, having people that um, want to connect me to others. I think that's super important. It has, has a really big, big impact on the success of my events too. Yeah, I yeah. love that. So uh, somebody just asked like what, you know, this, I find this interesting about you too in, in your methodology of determining topics. Uh, Cause it, it feels like, you know, there's a, there's a theme, it matches trends, it matches like you match up case studies. And so they're saying, mm -hmm. well, what type of topics do you look for and how can you know, what's the best way for someone to inquire about being a speaker? Yeah, I, a lot of it is, is based on, um, the feedback that we get from, from conferences. So you guys have seen me on sites. I'm always bugging people to fill out the evaluation forms yes. because people will tell me, you know, what, um, you know, how their departments or which departments benefit most from attending the social media event, you know, what challenges their departments are currently facing. And that's super insightful, um, to me, and even just thinking of topics that they want to hear about uh, coming up uh, is is really where I get a lot of. And you know, obviously, I'm always doing research and and reading up on the latest trends. But I think um, I I tend to look uh, put more emphasis on the evaluations because sometimes I think what people are really working on in the trends don't necessarily always align. You know, like it's I think it's people do come to our events to learn about the best practices. And kind of the latest in social media marketing but in reality a lot of people are still you know trying to build out their their content teams and build um you know write consistent content content every day and, and how do they build an engaged community it's kind of that those core um social media concepts so it's a lot of feedback um from our attendees uh but for speaking i mean we have of course you can always access on the the website the form to um to fill out um a session but what Usually, I mean, what always catches my attention is just a really great story. You know, I, I think the best practices and the how-to sessions definitely have their place, but when attendees can see it in action, um, and also just, you know, being able to walk through the steps that a brand took to get there and um, just being mm -hmm. candid about, 
you know, things maybe that didn't work so well and not, not always having it be a success story. Um, cause I think that's, that's, you know, what marketers see day to day. So, um, yeah, does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> and I love, um, I do love the fact that you bring out the authenticity in people. I mean, the fact that people feel free in that environment to talk about failure is a huge deal. I mean, you've got big yeah. brands that are standing in front of the room and saying, this doesn't, this didn't work for us. Mm -hmm. and this is the shift we made. I mean, I've learned so much just from those sessions alone. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, yeah, I try to emphasize that too. And, and when I'm talking with speakers, it's like, you know, that's, that's what people want to hear about. Cause then you feel like you're really connecting with another, another marketer. That's, I mean, that's goes back to what I'm saying of just making sure that it's, it's not these big brands presenting from the stage that are just talking about how um, their successful right. marketing strategy, but really working through those, those challenges and having people you can brainstorm with and get feedback on your, your own, your own marketing strategy and, um, and all of that during the, the conference. So I do try to emphasize that. Yeah, I think that's what I like best about those events is obviously it's it's big names, but most of the speakers you have come out aren't from the really, really, really big companies, household names. Most of them are from I mean, there's there's definitely some, but a lot of them are from more of like the micro influencer companies that are taking chances and trying new things. Mm -hmm. So we kind of have a mixture of best practices versus like what's what's trending, what's coming up. And so those are the conversations that I really had with everybody is like, what's on the, what's on the cusp, what's coming next. Right. So yeah, yeah it was, it's cool. It's a very cool experience. What about for somebody kind of jumping into event marketing? So you obviously have been doing this for many years and you've built this great community, but what tips do you have for someone who's maybe just starting and wants to, wants to build a collaborative community around their events? Um, I mean, I, I think for, for me, what I've, I've thought to be really important is, um, I mean, I know that the, the conference brand is really important um, and that's, you know, important to, to lead with and that's what people are going to recognize, but um, it's the personal branding piece. Um, and so I, I try to always make sure that people know that I'm the, the face behind the event and just to make myself accessible. Um, I think that's really important. Um, even on site, just making sure that people can contact me or leading up to the event, um, you know, the, the event messaging that, that goes out, I try to make sure that it sounds like me. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and so yeah, I, I noticed think, that too, you gave your cell phone number out to like yeah. all the speakers. I was like, oh, that seems dangerous, but <laughs> you answered as soon as I texted you. So yeah. I know you were stressed, but you were there for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's, in, that's important. I mean, I, and I mean, I, people um, probably have their own, their own thoughts, but I really think that a face behind a brand, no matter what is really, is really what's going to make people feel connected. So um, you know, just in thinking of expanding your, your network, um, just putting, yeah, putting yourself out there as the face of whatever event that you're running or, um, and just making sure, yeah, that your personality, let your personality show a little bit. And so I try to do that through social and, um, the different email, email messages and stuff that we send out and anything, all of the on-site materials for, for the event too. I just want people to know that they're really, they have the opportunity to connect with a real person versus just the, the conference brand, you know, so. Um, I would say, at least for me, that's the most important part of, um, you know, kind of building that, that network. Yeah, that's interesting. I like, um, yeah, I like what you said about 
uh, building the conference brand, but it's almost like the theme you've had at the last few social media strategy summits about humanizing it too. So making sure people know the people. So, mm -hmm. um, so that feels cool. In fact, I always, you know how I always love to get you guys on the demo reel because I'm like, I want people to know who you are. Yeah. You guys are working so hard. And I'm like, you can catch me running around the conference. Yeah. <laughs> I always said, we got to get the brand in that out so we can grab her when she's running past. But, yeah. um, but I think that's a huge part. And then, like you said, people feel that you're accessible. You know, I think that's a big deal. Yeah. And I, I try to model too because I think. I've just seen this in, in speakers being so generous with me and connecting me with other people that I try to be that person too. Um, and just at, at the events, I mean, I think that's why I love this job so much is that just seeing what's happened from people meeting at, at the conferences and, you know, whether that's, even if it's just a, you know, a friendship or, or a business relationship or people, you know, I've seen deals come out of um, people meeting at, at our events, but I always want to be that that person that can help people connect with with other people just because speakers have been so generous and like, I mean, even without me, I mean, there are lots of times that I'll ask to be like, do you know someone who'd be a good fit for this session? But even just them being like, you know, I, I, I saw this session was open or even just a speaker to consider for future events. I think this person is is great. Um, and that's done so much for me. And so I, I try to emphasize that too um, in my own you know, building out my own network is just doing connecting people because it's a, um, you know, you know, that it's helpful and just a genuine, um, you know, genuine interest in, in seeing people connect. Um, it's been a lot of fun too. So I think that's important also. Yeah, for sure. I'm getting deja vu from what she's seeing and what saying and what you were teaching at the workshop this past Thursday, because that's kind of the whole <laughs> right. that's kind of the whole thought process behind social teaming and how we build our team and our networking, whether we're booking them for events or whether we just want to do business or, you know, that referral source, whatever it is. I mean, it's just it's so important to build a strong network like that, whether mm -hmm. or not they're all influencers, <laughs> you right. know, they all have an influence in their network. So that's yeah. that's very cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I want to emphasize to people to make sure they heard Kate because I think a lot of times we're we're collecting connections but not building relationships. And mm -hmm. I think one of the things is you know some of the people are saying, well, you know, how do I become a speaker? What are tips for people that want to build that speaking career for themselves? Um, you have to be present. You know, just like we have you typing in here and we give Starbucks gift cards and all those cool things. But it's about engagement. Don't you agree, Brianna? It's like that engagement of of hashtag, you know, SMSS Summit being a forever thing, not just an event thing, right? Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, and even just in thinking of being a speaker at a at a conference, um, and of course, I can I can speak to the way that I plan my programs. But for a speaker who who um, kind of takes the ex extra step to help promote the conference or is interested in helping produce content leading up to the the event or just wants to be there to actually be a part of the the conference experience and not and not to say like you know speakers it, um, schedules are are different and sometimes it really is only possible for them to come in to present um, and they have to get back to the office um, especially if they're local speakers <laughs> I feel like they're at their office won't let them off the hook but um, for speakers who are able to dedicate that time to just really being involved and as involved as they they can i mean that's kind of um another another tip too just um and establishing that relationship with the the producer 
um, just in thinking of uh, events coming up and, and all of that as well. But I think that's a, a mark of another, you know, of a, of a connector, someone who wants to take the time to really be involved um, and meet the other people leading up to the event and stuff. So that's a, another tip I would say too. Yeah, did you see that our uh, buddy Ryan is going to Egypt? I did. Yeah, I, I just saw that today. Wow. Oh, look at look at little little Ryan started out at Social Media Strategy Summit as an attendee. Yeah, as an attendee yeah. went to like the MC, and now he's getting paid to fly to Egypt. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. And he's yeah, like, no, you know, but well, well deserved. Yeah, he has yes. such a. I mean, he has such a cool story. But yeah, no, that's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's just, and I love seeing that part about it because it, I feel like everybody that's part of the community. I mean, look at look at Mary Rodriguez. She went from, mm -hmm. you know, I think she started. I'm not sure if she started as an attendee, but she was just like working in social media, and then she became the head of storyteller for Microsoft. She and did. Like, she did start. I actually found this out on LinkedIn because she tagged me in a comment, but she was an attendee at social media and then had reached out to me and she's like, I love this conference. I, I think just based on what I talked about with other attendees, I think this topic would be great for a talk. Um, and that was her first speaking gig and I didn't realize that really? was the first. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh that's so cool. Yeah, but so it's, and it goes so with, with Ryan too, it's about they both really put in the effort and Ryan, yes. I mean, you know him well too, that he just, um, he, um, yeah, he engages and it's it's all very genuine because it's what he loves to do, but just, you know, going the extra mile to to get involved and help um, promote and really get involved with the community. So, um, yeah, no, those are two really great examples. <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking about being, you know, again, you know, so a lot of people are like, well, you know, there's no magic piece here. There's a commitment to now you're a speaker. You need mm -hmm. to be communicating that you're a speaker and hang out with other speakers. I mean, do you agree with that? I mean, that's what I do. So yeah, but they have to be speakers I like too. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm serious. You notice all the people. This is I my list of criteria, but <laughs> you must be fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, and I agree. And it can only benefit you too. I mean, there's just so many opportunities for connections at these these conferences and um as with anything i mean you get out of it what you what you put in so um yeah going out of your way to attend the networking events and um you know attend the sessions and stuff that you know are are built to be collaborative and introduce, introducing yourself to the speakers or reaching out to the, them ahead of time seeing if they have time to chat and there's lots of ways to um to make sure that you can really connect with others um during the time of the the conference but yeah no i totally agree it's um yeah, it's great when when people are really interested in, in connecting yeah john chang was another one we had um i can't remember where he was what company he was with when he was at social media oh, strategy right. summit but he's with oh, ibm now yeah um, what was it he's he was with kickstarter but yeah he's at right he's, um, yeah yeah and now he's with ibm we had him on the show and he it was so funny to hear the week he was changing jobs we yeah. had him on the show. oh <laughs> yeah, yeah it was crazy but it was so funny yeah. it was so cool to hear like how tenacious he was with getting speaking gigs like he said he just sent all these messages out to people was like i'll speak for free i'll speak for free <laughs> and now he's now he's doing what he wants to do and so yeah. it, it's cool and i like that SMSS kind of recognizes that in people because a lot of a lot of people are jump starting their own careers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, John's great. I love John. He's yeah. just like he has this like really genuine, awesome energy because he was at he spoke in New York too. 
Uh -huh. I reached back out because he was in transition and he would, he wanted to let me know once he had a new, um, new job lined up, but he, um, yeah, he came to speak and helped moderate a track and stuff too. But yeah, I know he's, um, I mean, super smart guy, but also, yeah, he has such a great genuine energy. I like John a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I had no idea that you guys interviewed him. That's funny. And Very as cool. you're saying this, I'm thinking model, you know, watch other speakers and what are they doing yeah. and who are they, who are they connecting to? And you'll be surprised how available they are. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> That's the other mm -hmm. thing too, is, uh, you know, we always say that we're professional chasers because when we do these things and we've never had to chase you, Brianna. So thank you so much. But, <laughs> but whenever we do and pull these together, you know how one right before we'll be like, Oh, we haven't heard from so-and-so. And you're like, Oh yeah. gosh, you know, and we're like, it always comes down to the wire and I'm like, Oh my gosh. And you know, I think yeah. we had one where some lady was in an airport, you know, and we're putting her on a panel. you know. Just, oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. I that, yeah. <laughs> hey, we have a question that just came in from Twitter. Um, when you're booking people for events like speakers, is there any kind of contract that you give them ahead of time for what they're supposed to promote or do, or do you just have them like show up on the day? Uh, so we do, um, I've started doing promotional banners for speakers. So I'll create, I create that for them and then I'll send them a link and some copy and stuff that they can use on, on social. Um, and then just depending on, you know, um, how much speakers want to be involved. I mean, we do, you know, interviews on the blog or sometimes in, in partnership with some of our, our media partners that run um, podcasts and stuff like you guys. Um, I get them connected to be able to participate there. So it's there's lots of opportunities to be involved, but at least via social media or just spreading the word with their their colleagues. That's always great leading up to the event. Um, yeah, so I, I try to, I always, you know, send over the assets for that too, so that they have stuff that they can um, promote their session with. Yeah, that's super cool. And then <clears throat> this is, you know, this is something that, you know, energizes me and frustrates me sometimes, but I want, <laughs> I, I sort of want to know, like, how much weight do you put on speakers that are trying to get known and yet you know i know we always have to have that thing you heard me you know with our event you know influencer dot download toolkit and stuff like this mm -hmm. is that something that you think if you're out there do you look for assets that people have that they can share with your audience does that count for something or what do you do you look for on the content side for people like for speakers? yeah i mean i i think one and this this um like with a lot of the workshops and stuff that I do, I mean, and you guys do that a lot too, just the materials and just worksheets and, and other resources that um, that speakers have for, for attendees. So anything, I mean, that's always, that's just, that's always a, a bonus um, and just anything that I can find. Also just, I've noticed too with, with speakers that have, um, just thinking of people trying to break into the space with speaking, but if you have a speaker page and you have a couple of, of topics, um, that you've presented on the last in the last year, or like your your slide decks, or or a, a YouTube video. That's always I um I would like to encourage speakers that are trying to break into getting on the conference circuit to have a resource like that. Because I think um, at least myself, if it's someone that I haven't worked with before, that's always nice to have just so I can get a sense of their their style and just their um you know the types of topics and stuff that they they present on. But and resources provided for attendees. I mean, that's always um, always great. And lots of times, speakers will work that into their presentation decks and give them a you know a link for something to to access later. But that's always um, I know attendees get excited about that. Mike Mike Brown um, in New York, uh, he just released his 
new book. book and he gave that away to attendees at the opening keynote and um people got so excited <laughs> he's like because he put him he put him in gift bags on the tables and i he's like i mean we brought a gift for you guys but yeah just seeing people's reaction to um to content like that was was pretty mm -hmm. cool so that's always um definitely well a and that's so smart because people are going to post that on social and tag right. him and that's just that's just more pr for him that's so smart. yeah totally super huge yeah. super huge so uh, do you Brianna, have any other tips sorry rick just wrote in do you have any other tips for people who are trying to build more speaking gigs um other tips um I mean, I honestly, I, I with in thinking of John's approach, um, mm -hmm. I think I would. It, it, you're trying to build out just your your portfolio. Um, I'd probably go into it being pretty flexible. Um, mm -hmm. And also, I, I've noticed that like a lot of meetups too, like local oh, yeah. meetups, mm -hmm. you can probably start at least um, building up your because um, those. I mean, it's not a conference, but those definitely definitely counts as getting on stage and giving a presentation. So that's and that I know those happen a little bit more more frequently, especially if you can get in uh, somewhere local. I've noticed that a lot of people um, put that on like their you know list of of speaking engagements, or um, so that would be could be another good place to start if it's not because you can't you know attending different different conferences throughout the year can be a little bit expensive, but starting local with um, with meetups and everything is a is a good way um, good way to start. But also um optimizing like your which i'm sure you guys probably go into this stuff too but just your linkedin yeah. your twitter um just listing yourself as a speaker is huge i think i find a lot of people because you don't i mean there's sometimes you know the vp of a big brand is not they're not always going to be they're not always interested in speaking um right. so if people can right. quickly find you and know that you're interested in, in speaking um i think that's um that's a good place to start too but for sure, or at least a basic landing page with your your information and you know links to your work too. Because even if you don't necessarily have a big speaking portfolio, the work that you've done can can obviously say a lot for what you can bring to the table in terms of a really interesting presentation. So um, that might be a good place to start. Yeah, for sure. So um, I know you do a lot of research and reading. Uh, so who do you who do you follow in terms of getting ideas and things like that, either on the marketing side or on the event side that help you out? Um, I mean, I for ideas, at least for the my conferences. Um, I mean, I I follow a lot of the like marketing dive or ad week or uh, Digiday. <laughs> I'm kind of um, I follow uh, a lot of those because they, I mean, they have sort of the latest campaigns. And so that kind of gives me a lot of inspiration for um, topics that I should be covering on my my programs. But what I also do on Twitter is that I have a, um, I create a list for my social media speakers. And so that's, that's my way. I mean, it's just my way of, of keeping in touch, but also just kind of seeing what, um, their practitioners that I've worked with are, you know, posting and, and sharing and working on too. So I try to, I try to be good about um, catching up there on, on Twitter as well, um, just to see what people are up to. Yeah, super cool, super cool. And do you have any favorite tools that you use to help, you know, shortcut things or anything like that? Um, this is gonna probably sound pretty anticlimactic. I just use TweetDeck. <laughs> so do I, oh my gosh. I feel so good so. about that, I'm like, Am I the only one on here? So no, yeah, I um, yeah, just keep it simple with um, 
with TweetDeck, but I tend to be a little bit old school with the, the tools and stuff that I use. But also actually um, for finding content and also people, Buzzsumo, I've, I've been using that yes. for a little while too. Um, that's just really great to see what content people are, are sharing. Um, and then also you can search influencers and I think they let you break it down by like company or if you're only looking for like journalists or bloggers or um, brands, you can you can filter that out. But um, trying to, if you're looking for new people to engage with or follow, um, and value in that too by Sumo. Yeah. And what about event marketing trends? We kind of saw the last couple of years, live streaming events was like the new trend and now it seems a lot of people are doing it. What do you think is next? Without giving away all your secrets. Do you think there's a new trend coming up? Whoops. Frozen. I might have lost her Wi-Fi. What do you think, Dean? You do a lot of events. Oh, do you think there's any back. trends coming up? She's back. <laughs> I feel like whenever I do a uh, a live some live video thing, it's always at least once my Wi-Fi will just go out. So Kick that was it, it was due. Well, almost, Sorry guys, we're almost, of, we're almost out of time anyway. So, um, so what we were trying to bottom line is uh, anything you see coming next, you know, in terms of the world of events, like things that uh, you're like, well, you know, this is early, but now this is going to be popping, you know, besides live stream and those sort of things. Um, in terms of events, predict um, the future. <laughs> let me consult my crystal ball. Um, uh, oh gosh, you guys caught me. I'm drawing a blank here. Um, oh, that's okay. That's you can okay. Tweet it I mean, later. Yeah, yeah, tweet it uh, later. There you go. But I think at least for us, I mean, we're going to continue to go, um, keep going into you know giving access to people or giving access to education to people online, just that whole yeah. digital um, digital part of it. And, and Dean, you're bringing up a good point about the you know live streams and, and stuff like that too, and, and bringing education and, and, um, and just thinking of how that could impact the, you know, even getting speakers involved and stuff with the event of, of having them go live or um, things like that. But for virtual events, for sure, we're gonna continue to, um, to keep running those alongside our in-person events, so. Yeah, one thing that has doubled for us is simulcasting. So like all of a sudden you give people a peek into the window and you live stream, you know, it's just sort of a fun thing to watch. And then it has this like global effect because all of a sudden you'll get somebody in Germany that you didn't count on. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, mm -hmm. it's, cool. it's sort of interesting to watch the dynamic. We just did a mm -hmm. couple of those. So Yeah, um, very cool. And then I wanted to thank you personally, because I don't think you realize this, but remember I, there was two years ago, I said, I think we're going to position harder into the influencer space. Remember that when we were, yeah. this was like two years ago. Yeah. Um, and then I said, I just see this thing coming, but no one's attending to the business influencers. Well, we actually, I actually developed this program with all the influencer development packages and the speaker build and promote package while oh, wow. I was at SMSS. Oh, no way. Yeah. And Anne from, uh, from, I was sitting with Anne and Ryan and a couple people and I was like sketching things out and I'm like, <laughs> this is what I wanted to look like. What do you think? Yeah. You know? So that was sketched out there. So thank you for the inspiration. And yeah. I even asked you a couple of things and you were <laughs> your opinion. You didn't even know you were doing it. So. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome to see that come together. Yeah. So Actually, yeah. Um, 
for that. All right. So we're out of time. What the heck? (laughs) So as we're selecting the winners, everybody, we're going to pick two winners, engagement winners today. Um, I want you to start typing in. This is your chance to engage. What did you hear Brianna say that really inspired you either as a speaker or maybe if you're working on events, just one thing that you're going to take away and do differently for yourself. So think about, think about that and start typing that in while we're doing that. Um, let's see, let's go ahead and do a quick, uh, actually let's bring uh, Jackson back cause he's going to get, tell us who the winner here, the two winners are here in a minute. Um, and then, uh, we have Tim Hyde, 20, 23 year old. He's not 23 years old, is he? He's 23 years old. Oh, gosh, now I feel old. 23-year-old <laughs> award-winning marketer, CEO and founder of TWH Media and uh, True Fan Inc. and entrepreneur and speaker. And I, I've been following him now since we knew we were going to have him on the social chain. Mm-hmm. And it's like crazy just the different places that he winds up, you know? So I'm almost Absolutely. like fascinated. Like, where's he going to – he's like, where's where's Waldo? It's like, where's Tim? So it's just funny <laughs> to see this so. Yeah, he's an award-winning marketer, so young, um, one of LinkedIn's top voices, and he's always on the go working and living his best life. So I think it's going to be a really fun interview next week. I'm really excited. They always are, always are. And then uh, real quick before we get to the winners, uh, don't forget to tweet questions throughout the week so we can tee those up for our speakers. So start following uh, the speaker as well as uh, Brianna here today. And then don't forget, call us if you're interested in the uh, Influencer Development Program. And then Brianna, we have you at Brianna Jacobs. That's the real one, right? Yep, that's me. The real deal. And then you're okay about (laughs) about people connecting on LinkedIn and all that cool stuff? Yeah, of course. Yeah. After all this talk of connecting, of course. Yeah. I want to connect. So we have people that are going to attend more networking and meetup gatherings. They're going to be more active on social media. They're going to work on their one sheet uh, in terms of their bio and things like that. So uh, again, we want to thank you. So Jackson, who's our two winners for the most engagement? So our two winners for the most engagement are uh, actually someone from uh, GSMI. What is uh, yeah, it's Catherine Quant. Oh, <laughs> and yes, yeah, she, she was on. I don't know if she's still on. I think she might have had to run uh, off and she had to always... run to Starbucks. She's she's getting the Starbucks <laughs> gift card, so she's running to Starbucks. Yeah, they're always marketing those events. So, <laughs> uh, and then the other one is Dave Garrity. So, hey, awesome. welcome. Oh, we haven't seen Dave on in a while. Congratulations, Dave. So, remember, coffee's for engagers. So that means that when you have this cup of coffee, you have to share something that you learned from Brianna today and make sure you teach someone something that you learned today. And that's part of you developing your influence in the world and helping each other out. How does that sound, Brianna? Sounds awesome. I know. Yeah. I like your I like your play on uh, coffee for engagers. right i mean that's that's the route to success is engaging especially on social so brianna from the bottom of our heart we love you we appreciate you everything that you do um you have the very best events yep and so uh and you're one of our influencers how about that so with that being (laughs) said (laughs) she's frozen she's speechless exactly with that being said i just want to say uh thanks to all of our listeners out there and uh thank you brianna again for uh, being part of this and then don't forget everybody you can yeah, thank uh, you guys. listen afterwards that was fun. and we will see you online so kate take them away bye y'all <laughs> bye. Bye.
Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. All right, take care.